father. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. So, what story are we getting into this week? Oh, I love him! Okay, go back later. You guys, this week we're going into another new book. Another major prophet. Prophet Jeremiah, part one. Welcome to another episode of Bible Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. And uh, joining me another week is our burnt little croquette, Clara. Hi. You're burnt. She's currently hiding a gnarly burn that she has on her chest with her 10 foot long hair. I look like a hair. lobster today. She looks like a red lobster. She, I don't know who told her to go lay out by the pool in some extravagant bikini top <laughs> that gave her this like geometric sunburn. <laughs> the worst man being so pale is the worst you're really not going to show them they they're going to want to see clara just show them just show them (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious it sucks man like we went so early and i thought it wouldn't get me like this i don't know it's so funny oh my gosh you know i just realized what could you imagine the sunburn that jesus must have had after carrying the cross on his back and the Wait, hot he was darker sun. Skin, no? He was darker skinned. He definitely probably wouldn't have been burned. No, he would probably have been burned, but not as much as he was my complexion. Trust me. No, you're right. You're right. Actually, speaking of complexion, today we're talking about Jeremiah. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, we're skipping the intro. Join us on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bible Brianda for exclusive content. Mm-hmm. Um, complexion. There is a movie free on YouTube. Find it here or I'll link it below called Jeremiah. It's okay. on the story of Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah in movie form, and it stars a young Patrick Dempsey as Prophet Jeremiah. Yeah, I don't know who Patrick Dempsey is. Clara vive en la luna. Clara, this guy is from Grey's Anatomy, like Dr. Uh, McDreamy. You know, you, okay, you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this guy could not be more white. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess if he looked like Chris Hemsworth, he could be more white. But like, this guy is Caucasian. Oh. They had a Caucasian man play an Israelite. Like, what? But they do this all the time. It wasn't Cleopatra as well? Repre- yeah, I mean, Elizabeth Taylor. By, uh, yeah. Like, what? It's just, wow, the whitification of, mm-hmm. like, history is just... I'm so happy that we're woke now, we understand. Like, I think even even the Caucasian people were like, are, no, like, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's not true. Like, yeah. he definitely wasn't Patrick Dempsey blue-eyed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what? Like, what is even... Anyways... But it's it's but other than that, the movie was very true to scripture. Like the the order of events was, you know, pretty accurate. So okay. if you can get past the caucasity, it's a pretty solid uh, movie. If you guys want to watch that before uh, watching today's episode or and after. or after, true, it's one of my favorite books. To ampli- ampli- like amplify, amplify or support knowledge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think that anytime. First of all, anytime you guys finish watching these episodes or before, y'all should look at the description, see what chapters I'm talking about, and read them before. And then that way, you and I can have like. Nah, this is not gonna happen. <sighs> this is you just sound like the teacher now. Before you come to class, you should read the whole chapter. Now nobody does that, you know. You know people don't do that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> 
Now I know what teachers feel like when their students are like, oh, come on. Or when someone, when a good student raises their hand, but miss. And then everyone around is like, oh, why you got to ask? <laughs> Just shut up. That was me asking a question. Yeah. I, I love being a student. I, I feel like I was a teacher in another life. You do? I mean, that's why I mean, you are teaching right now. You're good at this. I just love telling stories. And that's what teachers do Amazing, to yeah. try and get people to like be excited about learning. I think you would be a good teacher. You're also hot, which kind of helps, you know. Oh. Or not. If you have teenagers that be like all over the place when you walk around the class, they'll be like. <laughs> yeah. Also, teenagers are so mean. I don't oh, know if I can handle it. I hate teenagers. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I don't think I could do it. I think I'm good. I think, I, I think my, my, vein of, my vein of gold for teaching would probably be like. A class of like sixth grader to babies. How old is sixth graders? Um, oh wait, no, sixth graders are pretty cruel. I meant six year olds. Oh yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I cannot go any older than six years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you're seven, right. but from eight to twenty, forget it. Yeah, you're right. Well, anyways, we're diving into Jeremiah today, and it's it's gonna be tough. The book is in a scra scrambled, scattered order. So unlike other books. I'm going to, you know, do what I can with what I got. I'm going to talk about the scripture that spoke to me. And um, I'm going to talk about the scriptures that push the story along. But trust me, there's there's stuff that's missing. And I urge everyone to, anyways. Read the chapters. Let, let, let me properly read. I know. What am I, what am I even doing? Let me just get into it, guys. Let's dive into the story now. Yeah. Now, let's get into this week's episode. We're going to start with a little background on who Prophet Jeremiah was. Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet, a little, you know, foreshadowing, but we'll get into it a little bit later on in the episode. Now we're going to do this long, major prophetic book in two episodes. Yes, I said two episodes instead of broken into a bunch of smaller, more comprehensive episodes like we did with Isaiah. Sorry, guys. These episodes are expensive and we have places to be. <laughs> Okay, Jeremiah isn't really written in chronological order. So I will be bopping around, like I said, through some of the scriptures that reveal the most about who God is to me. But that may be different to you. That's why I urge you all to read this book. Read the book. Yeah. Clara, what is it? <laughs> detention. <laughs> you keep this up, you're in detention, okay? I'm still aiming for episode 80. And if not, I'll ask for an extension. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Jeremiah is definitely on the Mount Rushmore of biblical prophets. Okay. So please get into it. Trust me. It's so rich. Now, let me give you guys a little rundown, you know, the book at a glance. Okay. Our man, Jeremiah came from a long line of priests and he thought that he was going to be a priest like that was written in his future but the lord had other plans of course of course he always does a wrench in the wheel <laughs> just saying the lord is so funny like that <laughs> the lord said nah you are gonna be a prophet so he lived and prophesied out of jerusalem during the last years of the southern kingdom of judah so we're looking at around 627 bc before they get towed up by Babylon, which we already know ends up happening because we read 2 Kings chapter 24 and 25, and we know that Jeremiah wrote Kings. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you know, it's so great. The Bible just like, if you really commit, the pieces start coming together. 
<laughs> Bible babes, no! The scripture's real. Anyways, the book of Jeremiah was written during the reign of several Judean kings. Josiah, Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, Jehoachin, Clara, and Zedekiah, which is the last one. All names we've heard, we've, we're familiar with from previous episodes of Bible Stories with Brianda or the Bible like you should be reading. And since Judah falls during Jeremiah's ministry, this means he also witnesses the destruction of Jerusalem and their exile and of Babylon. Wow. Now records show Jeremiah prophesied all the way into the Israelites fleeing to Egypt after Babylonian captivity. So we're looking at around 580 BC retirement. That is a long career. Could you imagine? It's like Jeremiah was drafted into the prophet NBA at 20. His prophecies came true during his lifetime. That's got to be like winning the NBA wow. finals for prophets. Okay, I'm, I'm kidding. Okay, don't get your church skirts in a bunch. A tragic prophecy of God's judgment coming to fruition is a sad re reality. Like, Why? Um, just because, you know, because of uh, the destruction of a land that Jeremiah loved. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I mean, because it's a, it's a prophecy and destruction, but if it was a good one, it's kind of cool, you know? Like, psh, yeah, that totally yeah Claire, I don't know if this happen. one was good, necessarily. I mean, good in that, it, good in that it's going to be restored, you know? Good in that this is all a part of the Lord's plan. But just no, just because he was prophesying ugly shit, ugly stuff. Oh boy, we got a ways to go, guys. I, I, I guess it's it's a win in that Jeremiah witnessed the thing. He probably cool though. I'd be like, I told you. Okay, oh. you know what? You know, it helped with his credibility. Yeah, it helped with his credibility. He went from. Oh, let me not jump the gun here. Thank Anyways. You. The, there was a tragic prophecy of God's judgment coming to fruition, and that actually ended up happening. But ultimately, after the exile, God would renew the covenant and transform the hearts of Israel again. Okay, y'all know what other prophets said. They also said the same exact thing. We've heard about it over and over and over again. Does it sound like I'm a broken record? I keep saying the same things over and over. I mean, they're prophecies and it still hasn't happened, no? Boom. Thank you. Anyways, this same message was prophesied like a thousand years prior. Do we do we know which one I'm talking about? The one that I happened in Egypt a thousand years before this? Starts with an M, ends with an Osis. Moses. <laughs> My girl! You remember Moses? <laughs> the Egyptian exile? Hello, anybody? Anybody home? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's get into the episode properly now. Okay. Oh, man, that recap. How do I do this? This is good. This one's juicy, this episode. Yes. Oof, it's like a nice medium rare steak. <laughs> okay, guys, ring the alarm because we are coming in hot. My favorite verse in the one, like the whole entire Bible wow. is about to happen right now, guys. This is really important. Well... Okay, one of. I can't even say my favorite anymore. I have too many favorite verses. But this verse has pulled me through some dark times, Clara. Mm. And it starts chapter one of Jeremiah. Okay? Our hombre de la hora, Jeremiah, receives his calling. He's a little kid. 
The Lord tells him, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And this is when the Lord tells him, you are a prophet. Jeremiah hears this and he's like, what? God, I think you got the wrong kid. No way. Jeremiah is so fearful and even doubts himself in front of God. He says, I do not know how to speak. I am only a youth. Now here's what the Lord had to say about that. All right. We're going to go to Jeremiah chapter one, verses seven to 10. Okay. The Lord says, do not say I am only a youth for to all to whom I send you, you shall go and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. You guys, this is so major, okay? This just shows us the Lord is an enforcer and he's going to keep it a buck with you all the time. The Lord is everywhere all at once. Love the movie. Everywhere all at once. Oh, yeah. I still haven't watched it. I have to. Everything everywhere all at once is so good. Anyways, listen, to doubt your greatness anytime is to doubt your greatness in front of him. You're not fulfilling your divine calling when you do that. And... The Lord is so loving and beautiful because he's not just going to remind us that he is with us, but he's going to give us instructions on how we are to fulfill the calling. How dope. You know, he says in the verse, pluck up and break down, destroy and overthrow, build and plant. Oh, it's, he's specific. You may not get it at the moment, but later on, It'll hit you like a concrete brick. Oh, that's what the Lord meant by that. You know? Anyways, later, the Lord gives him two visions and conquers from the north, Babylon, because Jerusalem has turned their backs on him. Blah, blah, blah. He knows that they're going to be conquered by Babylon. We've, I've said this, this episode, this episode, my goodness, how many times have I said this? But the Lord tells Jeremiah he shouldn't be afraid. There will be destruction, but he promises a victory as well. Anyways, off Jeremiah goes on the start of his long ministry, and it's lonely. You know what this reminds me of, High Tangy? Mm. You know when you see, uh, um, like, YouTube videos or clips of musicians before they blew up? Oh, yeah. Like, famous artists before they blew up? And they were, like, performing in front of 12 people. The dark times. Yeah, and then they, sh they show videos of them now performing to, like, thousands of people. Yeah. Jeremiah had that same story, that same character arc. Jeremiah had, because in the beginning of his ministry, he, he was alone. And he was just it was black and white, no? <laughs> the image was black and white, no color. Yep, no color. Throw the violins up. Like, he was just, <laughs> he was just prophesying to himself. He said, Lord, I don't think this is how it's supposed to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, and something particularly painful to read was when the Lord straight up told Jeremiah he was going to need to be single and childless for this job. Yeah. Single? Yeah. His Single. whole life. No wife. Nada. 
Not even no, Clara. Clara, Clara, no. So single and a virgin. Yeah, I mean, there's no indication of saying otherwise. Hey man, he was fulfilled. I'm sure he was. Oh boy, let's go. Only Spanish speakers will know what Clara just said. Anyways, we're gonna go to Jeremiah, chapter 16, verses one to four. The word of the Lord came to me. You shall not take a wife, nor shall you have sons or daughters in this place. For thus says the Lord concerning the sons and daughters who are born in this place and concerning the mothers who bore them and the fathers who fathered them in this land, they shall die of deadly diseases. Yeah. Honestly, I, 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 I may have to have that talk with the Lord because it's looking grim for me too. Like, Lord, do you, are you about to Jeremiah me out? <laughs> Is this about to be my story? Because let me tell you, these dates. Jeremanda. <laughs> that's Jeremanda. me. <laughs> Babasaurus Bajer. Just like single, no kids, asexual. What's good? <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. But seriously, this is kind of interesting. And I, I think we can like zone in on this. Um, because you always hear religious people talk about when the Lord spoke to Abraham in the book of Genesis saying, be fruitful and multiply. That's mm. why people think that religious people, that's why they have like five plus kids. Like, yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to multiply, we're supposed to multiply. We're supposed to be Elon Musk and multiply and multiply, have mad kids. But here, the Lord is singing a different song. Here he's saying, it is so brutal out there. There is a whole lot of corruption right now. Uh-uh, let's just keep you focused on this. Your ministry is going to require you to be no children. I mean, it was bad times. And he kind of loved him, so he didn't want to, like, make him suffer. Clara, that's a very, that's very insightful of you. Yes. He would have children to think about. And Jeremiah is, like, he is a particularly difficult time frame. He is in the eye of the storm, you know what I'm saying? Other prophets were prophesying about this event, but they didn't live in it. They have their other, you know, turbulent. I feel like, what? I mean, the Lord's the Lord, right? He can do anything. You can still let him try it and not bore a child. That would mean that the Lord would be taking back what he already commanded of him. The Lord doesn't do that. I know, but I just feel what the Lord says is like this. So the, the, the rules that apply for humans, humans can do that. Humans can say something and they're allowed the liberty to change in reverse. Mm -hmm. The Lord is not this way. The Lord is never contradictory. What the Lord says is lo que es. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said it. So oh boy. it is what it is. But you have to understand, too, it brought Jeremiah like purpose and fulfillment to do this with the Lord. He's so close with the Lord. It brought him uh, uh, meaning. It brought his life meaning the way yeah. people view children sometimes. Yeah. You I'm know? just messing a little bit, honestly. Where's my Indeed flyer? I'm looking for a new engineer for Bible <laughs> Source with Miranda, okay? <laughs> Anyways, it, um, I was just going to say, like, maybe I'm thinking about it a little too much because let's just move on, y'all. Because what? No. You know. Y'all, I may be asexual. I'm not even no, kidding. 
I mean, I want to turn on the the heated seating in my car. Enough, enough. I do love the heated seating in your car. It feels really nice. I know. It reminds me that um, I definitely should be living a life of luxury. (laughs) I'm meant for. I'm meant for the luxurious things. I think so. I just want to live a life where I can glorify the Lord and sit in a luxury vehicle that heats my bum bum, mm-hmm. my tush tush. Like if I'm not gonna be getting, <laughs> I might as well be in a nice car that heats my ass. <laughs> am I right or am I right? Anyways, let's keep the story moving. Cool. Wow, we got an hour on the SD card. Uh, 39 minutes. Oh boy, let's go. Let's keep the show running. Okay, back to Jeremiah being a lonely prophet. Off jump, he was not a popular guy. In fact, the majority of people looked at him like he was crazy or like he was a Debbie Downer. He'd say stuff like this, okay? Let's go to some scripture. We are going to go to Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 1 to 4. I don't know. I Sorry that took me so long to say. I have a lot of scripture in front of me, guys, and I have to pick the best ones. <laughs> So, the sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron. With a point of diamond, it is engraved on the tablet of their heart and on the horns of their altars. While their children remember their altars and their asherim, your wealth and all your treasures I will give for spoil as the price of your high places for sin throughout all your territory. You shall loosen your hand from your heritage that I gave to you, and I will make you serve your enemies in a land that you do not know. For in my anger, a fire is kindled that shall burn forever. This is what Jeremiah is saying out and about. People are looking at him like, yo, why are you so negative, bro? Like, no wonder he wasn't popular. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, what are you? Are you the ops? Like, what's going on? I mean, that's his early stages, though. He needed some training, you know, uh, on how to talk to people so they actually listen. And, and I, I would say that the people needed training because oh, Jeremiah yeah. doesn't change his song. Oh, okay. They, you know what I'm saying? They, it's almost like a really talented musician, like we were saying before. They're still the same person that was performing mm. on stage in front of 12 people. Right. The only difference that changed is now more people, people are aware. Created, yeah. And they, you know what I'm saying? They believe. Anyways, imagine a man shouting that last scripture at the top of his lungs. You see why they locked him away or beat him up? Yeah, his early ministry was lonely, but he never stopped. He continued to pray for his enemies, for God's enemies. And he cried and grieved that he had to deliver terrible information. Aww. Information like Jeremiah chapter 19, verses 3 to 5. You shall say, hear the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Behold, I am bringing such disaster upon this place that the ears of everyone who hears of it will tingle. Make it scary. Uh, I'll skip to five. Uh, In it to other gods whom neither they nor their fathers nor the kings of Judah have known. And because they have filled this place with the blood of innocence, Blood of innocence, meaning that in Jerusalem they were doing like child sacrifice. The worst. This is the worst version of Jerusalem, okay? And have built the high places of Baal to burn their sons in the fire as burnt offerings to Baal, which I did not command or decree, nor did it come into my mind. Let's skip to verse 8, actually. Jeremiah 19, verse 8. I will make the city a horror, 
a thing to be hissed at. Everyone who passes by it will be horrified and will hiss because of all of its wounds. And I will make them eat the flesh of their sons and their daughters. And everyone shall eat the flesh of his neighbor in the siege and in the distress with which their enemies and those who seek their life afflict them. This is why Jeremiah was grieving. Look at the things that, look at the terrible things that had to come out of his mouth. That he, he, he literally would cry after he would say it, you know? Jeremiah loved Jerusalem with all of his heart. Of course, he loved the Lord more and serving the Lord, but it broke his heart that he had to say all of this. He was so heartbroken for these people because he knew what was about to happen and he knew it was going to be brutal. It also broke his heart that he would have to deliver the information and that people laughed at him. And still, even knowing the information, they actively still replace God with idols, with money, with adultery. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to read this one little scripture. You know what I'm saying? Because I just, the scripture is so much better than whatever I have to say. Uh, Jeremiah 20 verses, let's just do verse 7. Oh Lord, you have deceived me and I was deceived. You are stronger than I and you have prevailed. I have become a laughing stock all the day. Everyone mocks me. Oh, you know, this is what's happening. Like he's basically saying, he even goes to the Lord, is this really what you want me to do? <laughs> How is this? You know what's happening right now. I'm doing what you're saying and it's just not working. I know, I'm telling you, it's a lonely job. Anyways, Jeremiah even gets jumped and temporarily locked up by one of the king's chief officer, Peshur, who was such a dick and had it out for Jeremiah. He had it out for Jeremiah more than the king did. The officials uh. of the king had more, had, were more pissed at Jeremiah. He then later released uh, Jeremiah and tells, uh, Jeremiah tells Peshur directly, huh, by the way, for doing that, you're gonna get it real good. Okay, you heard? Not, he's not only going to, you know, not only is Babylon going to tear you up, you're going to die there. Mm. Your body's going to be buried there. Mm. Ooh. Anytime a prophet says that, it reminds me of uh, the time when uh, Elijah uh, like would, would tell his enemies, you're going to die. The dogs are going to eat you up. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just reminds me of that, you know? Ha-ha. <laughs> what's going to happen to you, you know? Anyways, keep going. Exactly. Yeah. Keep this up. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, he's, oh, imagine um, acting Jeremiah. Like that's why Patrick Dempsey, he did such a great job because like the layers in this, you know, when you're an actor, you're supposed, you're, okay, no one cares about this. Hi, Tangie. But I, a, as yeah. an actor, when you're breaking down a role, or let's just say you're doing a scene, you're playing a scene, what makes it interesting and, and makes it uh, uh, not boring for an audience member to, to see hmm. is to have you not play one note. So in this moment, what's one note? One note, like um, you're playing the obstacle. Uh, let's just say a girlfriend is mad at her boyfriend for not doing the laundry hmm. or something. She goes to confront him. The scene is she's she's upset with him because he hasn't done the laundry, hmm. but she also bought tickets to see a movie with him, and she would like to still go see the movie. Hmm. A person playing one note would approach the whole night her as mad. Oh, mm. Fine, uh, uh, that's one note, right? Mm. When in actuality, she wants to see this movie for herself. She mm. would like to enjoy this movie. So she knows that he hasn't done his laundry. That's in the subtext, that's under it all. But throughout the day, she's gonna 
all right, let's just go get the let's go get the popcorn. You know what I mean? Like mm. she's not gonna play just mad. Mm. She also has other objectives, like seeing this movie that she really wants to see. Anyways, no one even cares about that. That's all, only actors or artists will care about that. But the the subtext of Jeremiah is he's saying na 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 to the person that put him, that locked him up, and but he's also grieving. At the same time, he's grieving. He has to be a leader. He has to then receive the Lord's messages and uh, remember them. Like, there's so many things happening in this character. But the most important thing about reading the Bible is it's not about the characters. It's about where God is in the story. But, you know, I get ahead of myself sometimes. Anyways, back into the story. The Lord knew that Jerusalem was going to be cruel to Jeremiah. And he knew just how sensitive Jeremiah was. And yet he knew that this was a growing pain for him. He needed to learn the hard way. He needed to prophesy while the world ignored him. Jeremiah was developing his tenaciousness, strengthening his own armor for what was about to happen. And he needed to do it before he got that blue check on Instagram. You know, he needed to, to receive uh, that message from the Lord. You get what I'm saying? He needed to understand that it was not going to be easy for the next few decades. The Lord throws Jeremiah a bone, okay? He says, you should probably get someone to write all this down for you. I see you're struggling a bit. Let me help you out. So, Jeremiah appoints one of his longtime associates, Baruch, to help him. Let's go to scripture. Baruch Obama. You're so cute, Clara. Did you guys catch the, what she just said? She just said Barack Obama. I tell you. Okay, we're going to go to Jeremiah 36, verses 5 to 6. And Jeremiah ordered Baruch, saying, I am banned from going to the house of the Lord. So you are to go. And on a day of fasting in the hearing of all the people of the Lord's house, you shall read the words of the Lord from the scroll that you have written at my dictation. You shall read them also in the hearing of all the men of Judah who come out of their cities. You guys, Baruch also means blessed in Hebrew. Listen, this marks the end of Jeremiah and his fight alone on earth. He doesn't get a girlfriend, but he gets a best friend. Okay? He now had a faithful friend who would uh, uh, deliver every divine word he spoke by written word. Jeremiah and Baruch became partners in crime, so to speak. Okay? And Jeremiah needed him. Jeremiah had some of the weight lifted off of his shoulders by having Baruch around. Well, so it's sweet. Yeah, so it's neat. The Lord knows us, then the Lord knows what we need when we need it. There's another part of the book of Jeremiah that I would like to hone in on. And it's the part where the Lord speaks about lying prophets. Yes, they exist. Just like there are true prophets, like Jeremiah, Isaiah, you know, there are fake prophets also. And I'm not just talking about idolaters. I mean, there are leaders of God who profess things as true that are actually uninspired and untrue. Wow. Oh. I see it all the time. I see it all the time on social media. They misinterpret the text. Lying ass prophets, you know, saying things, con um, concealing them under the, you know, the impression that they know what they're saying. They're using the same terminology and, you know, they know how to finesse it. Leaders during this time are failing the Israelites every day. 
And I think a lot of the representatives who are supposed to be spreading the good news and protecting us are actually doing the opposite. It was true in 600 BC during the time of Jeremiah, and it is most definitely true today. Let's go to some scripture. We're going to Jeremiah uh, chapter 23, verses 26 to 27. How long shall there be lies in the hearts of the prophets who prophesy lies and who prophesy the deceit of their own heart, who think to make my people forget my name by their dreams that they tell one another, even as their fathers forgot my name for Baal? Let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let him who has my word speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat, declares the Lord. That is so funny. What has straw in common with wheat? Uh, can I, can I say a high tangent real quick? Huh? Okay. So Jeremiah knows how gullible people are. And he basically says, don't be gullible. Don't confuse wheat from straw. Not everyone who is rich and famous and glamorous is fulfilled. Not everyone with a microphone is smart or wise or extraordinarily gifted. Public figures, celebrities, politicians, friends, pastors, maybe even me. Nope. Yeah, yeah, I said it, me. I try to be scripture heavy on this show to avoid confusion. But y'all know I be messing up all the time. I almost had a nip slip last week. Don't listen to me. Okay, look, I urge you guys to monitor who your leaders are. You should rebel against anything and anyone that drives you away from God. And there's another kind of evil, because uh, uh, God even tells Jeremiah to stop praying for the people of Jerusalem. Yeah. And Jeremiah is such a good person that he struggles with that. Like he can't help but pray for Jerusalem. Even at one point he, he starts to pray and the Lord goes, ah, ah, ah. What did I say? Aww. I don't want to hear it. You can tell them about me, but don't tell me about them. I got it. I don't want, I don't even, he couldn't even stomach it. Oh, wow. I know. I know. Listen, I told you the Lord, this is a character, part of his character. What can I tell you? He's beautiful. <laughs> this is part of his character. Anyways, um, there's a part of uh, uh, Jeremiah chapter 17 that I want to read. I think it's really beautiful. Ha! Can you tell that we are pressed for time, but I'm doing the best I can. Okay, scripture. Jeremiah 17, verses 9 to 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Yeah. Well, anyways, a couple of ways to interpret this piece of scripture. One of them is Jeremiah is so special, you know, he needed to have someone like Jeremiah with his sensibilities to really handle that. You know, Jeremiah had such a sharp eye for humanity's blind spots. So does God. He knows that when we derive our strength from our flesh, we are cursed. The Lord is very familiar with our blind spots too. You know, that's why he says the heart is deceitful. Hmm. And, yet you, and yet you think you can be your own God? All right, have fun with that. Back to the story. Because Jeremiah was banned from the temple, he ordered Baruch to read the scrolls aloud. And eventually, some people hear the radical contents of the scroll and link Baruch back to Jeremiah, duh. Now they're both being told, please leave the premises, okay? Until the crap king Jehoiakim calls for the scroll that Jeremiah and Baruch worked so hard on to be burned. <gasps> Years of stuff that they wrote together burned, okay? He's going to hell. 
Listen, listen, girl. Would this be the end of Jeremiah and Baruch's efforts nope. in spreading the news of the Lord's impending judgment? Nope. Would those that repent have a fighting chance at saving their families? Maybe. Would their faith survive the destruction? Hmm? Mm. I'll tell you all that and more on next week's episode of Bible Stories with Priyanka. <laughs> okay, just kidding, you guys, because I already told you all. I want you to read it yourselves. Feel free to read ahead. In fact, it's encouraged. Go on. Pick up the book. You'll know what happens. Anyways, now we can get to moral of the story. Moral of the story is our relationship with God and our interpersonal relationships on this earth are the most vital experiences we will ever come to know. We're never alone with God, but he also sees us and recognizes when we need seasons of isolation and seasons of friendship and camaraderie. Baruch believed in his friend Jeremiah so much that he was willing to risk his own life for him. Well, for God. Baruch felt and experienced the Lord in the intimacy of his friendship with Jeremiah. Was Jeremiah unpopular? Sure. Did he have to witness his friend get beat up and called crazy? Yeah. But he was going to stand beside his friend because that duty was etched into his heart. And Jeremiah could not have executed this God-appointed mission without Baruch. We need fellowship and friendship to spread joy and love. In chapter 1, verse 8, the Lord told Jeremiah, Do not be afraid of them. I am with you. If we are commanded to love each other as he loves us, that means we got to love up on our friends. We need them. Ooh. Hey, Father, how'd I do? I know, I was so on top of it today, so quick. Yeah, um, speaking of friendships, is there any way that we can get Clara not to move? I'm gonna miss her, I really need my girl. Uh, 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 uh.